superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you feeling good out there? This is the Rich Eisen Show. All right, all right, all right. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. So is there any truth, Matthew McConaughey, that Texas is leaving the Big 12 because you knew Dion was coming? Wow. What's the latest? What's happened in the last 12 hours? <laughs> Did the Oregon Waterboy say something? <laughs> Earlier on the show, Seahawks linebacker Bobby Wagner. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy. Coming up, Commanders running back Brian Robinson. And now... It's Rich Eisen. That's a fact. And I'm sitting here on the Roku Channel set of the Rich Eisen Show. Also, this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, Sirius XM, Odyssey, and more. If you missed the first two hours, my conversation with Mike McCarthy of the Dallas Cowboys. And also, uh, my colleague, uh, my my uh, my conversation with uh, Bobby Wagner of the Seattle Seahawks. If you missed that in hour number one, we re-air right away here on the Roku channel. There's also our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Came on the air singing the praises of Brock Purdy. Phone lines are lit. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here. I've got my top five most intriguing matchups for the rest of week number three to give to you. I'm going to clear out all the phone banks before we get to the weekend of college football and the rest of week number three. And joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show to kick off our number three it was the man who I think I had third on my list of the most impressive performances of week number two. And I'm not just saying that because he's listening to me introduce him right now, but also not saying that either because he's on my fantasy team that I need a huge week from him for. <laughs> Brian Robinson, Jr. of the Washington Commanders here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Brian? I'm great, man. How you doing? No pressure. I need a big week. I got to have it. I got to have it, Brian. I got to have it. I understand, man. How often do you hear that sort of stuff from people, Brian? Uh, pretty often nowadays now, uh, I guess. Um, I didn't pay much attention to it last year, but uh, uh, I'm starting to hear a lot more about it now. Okay. Well, I got to be honest with you. Uh, and again, this might not be professional. You have to pay attention to this. You have to focus on this sort of thing. You got to. Okay. I got to focus on performing also. Well, I mean, it's a win-win is what I'm saying. You win, I win. I win, you win. You know what I'm saying? It's all together. Tell that to Rivera. Actually, no. Tell that to Enemy. He'll understand. <laughs> you tell that to Eric Enemy. Rich Eisen says, I've got to get the ball for his fantasy team. Will you please do that for me, Brian? Will you hey, he please? Probably, he probably get up. He probably get on me dirty about that. Like, you know, <laughs> hey, look. Hey, look, I know how EB is, man. He'll be like, I know you ain't coming to talk to me about no fantasy right now. <laughs> <laughs> is that the way it would go? Is that the way it would I'm go? Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure. It probably probably go a lot more uh, like worse than that. I'm trying to be professional. Though, Understood. Well. Understood. There is an, a family audience that is listening and watching us right now, Brian, and I greatly appreciate that. And honestly, <laughs> when when that whole stuff about Eric Bieniemy came out, if you will, during training camp at the end, saying maybe some players on uh, – on Washington's uh, roster might not uh, be taking his coaching or his hard coaching too well. I thought to myself, it cannot be the guy that was coached by Nick Saban. That cannot be that guy, you know? Right, Brian? Definitely not. Uh, you know, me personally, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I never was a guy who, uh, who complained about, you know, his coaching style. Uh, that was even before I, we really even got a chance to even know, you know, you know, more about him. We mm -hmm. were just kind of getting to know him, which we still are kind of getting to know him now. So uh, I'm not sure who made those comments. And, um, you know, uh, like you said, you know, I played under Saban. I played under a bunch of different coaches under Saban and his staff. So, uh, 
you know, pretty, pretty familiar style with his coaching, you know, very, very hard. You know, that's something I appreciate, though, because it'll just make me better. Well, I mean, and I was familiar with it, too, Brian, because years ago, way back when you were probably in high school in Tuscaloosa or even before that, uh, getting ready to do your thing um, on on a football field, we had a feature uh, on NFL game day morning on NFL Network, and I watched him coach Adrian Peterson hard, in in a way that I was kind of shocked. Like that, this is when Adrian Peterson was doing the, you know, Adrian Peterson stuff. So he, I think he saves a special bit of oomph for the running backs. How does he coach you? What can you give me uh, as a for instance, Brian? Uh, he holds me very accountable. You know. Uh, Probably, I mean, maybe may more accountable than, you know, anybody on that field. And uh, he just makes sure I'm, uh, you know, I pay attention to all the details, you know, just, you know, perform and uh, do everything he needs me to do to be a, a great all-around back. And uh, I appreciate, you know, everything he's instilled in me for real um, because it's not nothing but just help me, you know, just add more and more to my game and just, you know, build confidence in, you know, the certain things that, you know, he believe in that I can do and just give me the opportunity to – Go out and show it. So, uh, you know, and I and I and I came to him and I asked him. I was like, "You you did coach, you know, AP in his prime." And he said, "Yeah." And I'm like, "It just it just give me a perspective on you know what type of guy he is, what type of guys he coached, and you know, uh, I just had to understand that you know he's been here, he's coached some of the best guys, and uh, you know, I just gotta you know I gotta uh, take it. So you have obviously, and you've taken it and you ran with it. You also caught it. You had a, a terrific game in Denver. Um, how did you approach that game in a way that you think might be repeatable, if not just this week, but for the rest of the season, Brian? Uh, I just approached that game like I approach any game, like uh, just hard nose. You know, um, we didn't start off fast. You know, we, we started off very, very slow, and um, which we had, you know, kind of did this, the first week uh, versus Arizona. We started off very, very slow. And, um, you know, I just had one of those second half stints where, you know, I was counted on, you know, uh, you know, coach put the ball in my hands and, you know, it was you no know, critical times for for me and my offense, you know, just make plays, and you know that's what I had to do, you know. So uh, really, just going into this game, I you know I plan I, I want to uh, start faster, you know, start start off the game faster, and you know end the game strong as well. Well, I mean, this is the latest example, uh, I think, outside of the building, if you don't mind me saying, Brian Robinson Jr. That uh, folks might be overlooking, saying the Commanders aren't all that; they're two and zero. Um, but here come the Buffalo Bills. Uh, what are your two cents on that, Brian? I mean, you know, everybody got their own opinion. You know, it is what it is. You know, people going to say, you know, they're going to doubt us until they see it. So, uh, you know, the biggest thing for me, you know, is just make sure, you know, I'm doing everything I got to do to prepare like I want to win and make sure my team is on the uh, same page as well. And um, like I said, you know, they're going to they gonna continue to doubt us and say, you know, what we are and what we can't do until we show them. So uh, the biggest thing on my mind is just going out and you know, putting it on display. Brian Robinson, Jr. of the Washington Commanders at 2-0 and for the first time since 2011, taking on the Bills this weekend right here on the Rich Eisen Show. When was the first time you realized you could do this at a level that was um, elite, Brian? Uh, honestly, I think just, you know, Playing at Alabama, you know, and, you know, playing with a lot of guys that, you know, eventually go off into the league, like, you know, year by year, you you have guys who, you know, go out to the draft, some get drafted very high, some get drafted, you know, whenever, and, you know, they go out and they they have the success at the next level, and you think about, you know, how much y'all polished each other up and, you know, made each other better during school, and you just... You know, just also help you build confidence seeing those guys on TV making plays and performing at that next level, you know, before you kind of step up into that level. And, you know, once I got here, you know, I, I see a lot of familiar faces, you know, guys I've seen, I played against while I was in college, you know, uh, that's, you know, also been having success in this league. So, uh, you know, I just know I just got to continue to compete, you know, at the same level that I competed, you know, before I got here and I would be able to have success at this level. So you're from Tuscaloosa, correct? That's where you're yes, from? Sir. Did Auburn yes, did Auburn ever have the temerity to knock on your door and say come here, Brian? They did, they did, they did, they did try to recruit me, but uh, that was a very um, boring recruiting process. Oh. I didn't, wow. I didn't really, um, I didn't really give it any attention. I didn't show them like any mind. You no, know, during that whole process, like I knew that wasn't the school that I was going to you know, go to. Why? Why? Uh, just growing up in Tuscaloosa, I've always been like, you know, diehard Alabama fan. I always knew if I had an opportunity to play on the Saban or play for the for the Tide, 
you know, that's what it was going to be. And um, with Auburn being the biggest rival that it's always been mm-hmm. to, to Alabama, uh, I just didn't see that happening for myself just because I didn't feel like, you know, I would be happy and comfortable in Auburn. I probably would have went somewhere else outside of, you know, the state of Alabama if it had came down to it. But it didn't come down to that, right? It didn't? No. Okay. Saban showed up in your living room, Brian? He definitely showed up. He oh, showed up. Oh. What was it like having him there? Walk me through that. Oh, it was great. Uh, Saban, um, he showed a lot of interest in me uh, over those years from uh, recruiting from, like, you know, the end of my freshman or mid-sophomore year all the way up until I signed, you know, uh, you know, he came and he visited home. Uh, he came and he visited school. Uh, he called me down to campus numerous times just to see my face, you know, to have me around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that, that was more than enough for, you know, what I need. I didn't even need that much because I was just so excited to have the opportunity. You know, so you know, with him going out his way, you know, you know, show that he was you know, interested in me, you know, that was icing on the cake. Okay. I'm going to ask you the question I have asked literally every Alabama Crimson Tide player I have interviewed on this program that has played for Nick Saban. I've asked this of Tua, Mac Jones, Will Anderson. I can go right down the list, and now I'm going to ask it of you. Brian Robinson, Jr., the angriest, the most upset you've ever had Nick Saban with you and at you is what? Tell me that story. Oh, Saban had to discipline me a couple times over the years. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't perfect. You know, um, I probably upset him the most when um when the vaccine came out, I had made comments about it mm-hmm. and he didn't like it because he thought I was influencing the locker room. And he he gave me an earful as soon as I walked out on the practice field. So what about on the field? On the field, any moment that you uh, you ever made him upset, Brian? I mean, it don't take much. It don't take much, you know, kind of get under his skin and uh, upset him. I think um, probably the most upset I did make him was in a playoff game. Um, my sophomore year, it was in a playoff game versus Oklahoma. We was playing them in Miami. Mm-hmm. And me and Josh Jacobs was back deep to return, and they had kind of kicked a high kick that was to my side. And I had, like – put my hand up as if I was going to receive it without like saying fair catch. Yes. But they called it fair catch. They called it a fair catch. So like we didn't get to get the return, which would have was set up to be like almost a, a 80 some yard kick return to the house. So we didn't get that return off. And like, he gave me an earful because, you know, uh, I guess he was just like, you know, that wasn't the best communication, you know, uh, we left points out on the field, you know, uh, it was just a very time, like a time in the game where um, we needed a spark, and um, I feel like with me calling that fair catch and not mm. not being able to get that kick return going, um, he was very upset about that at the time. Okay, so that means you were never the recipient of a D's nuts joke from him, Brian. Oh, I, you know, that's some that's something that's just kind of common in practice. Like, he, <laughs> he be, you know, uh, sometimes he he's in a good mood and um, he's in a joking mood, and yeah. he'll crack a joke or two and. Uh, when he crack a joke, he better laugh. He expects he expects <laughs> you to laugh. He expects you to laugh. Like, Is that right? Yeah. Like so, so he, he gets got, he gets upset when he's joking and you don't laugh at his material. Is that what you're you saying? Can, you, you can tell by his body demeanor that like that was a joke. You're supposed to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's kind of like a stand-up comedian or a comedian. Like you know, it's my material. You should laugh. I I, I mean, it's just. I just love hearing stories about him and what's going on at Alabama. And obviously, you know, there's a big game against Ole Miss this, Ole Miss this weekend. And um, and I appreciate you sharing those stories. Uh, before I let you go, Brian Robinson Jr., have you met Magic Johnson yet? Have you crossed paths with uh, him? Yes, I have got a chance to meet Magic. Uh, okay. Probably twice now. Okay. Uh, what's pretty that cool. Pretty, pretty cool guy. Yeah. I love his mindset. Real great mindset. Uh you know, we, we got a chance to ask him some questions, you know, based off of his history in the league and, you know, some of the great some of the greats he played around and kind of how how different those guys' mindsets is. You know, he played with Kobe and LeBron and all those guys. And, you know, he he knows he's more familiar with what kind of mindset those guys, you know, have and, um, you know, what's different about those guys. So it's it's good to kind of get that input on, you know, you know what makes guys great and mm-hmm. lead and you know, at that level. Okay. And then, you know, obviously his business acumen is second to none. Brian, have you, have you talked to him about the big hats? Have you talked to him uh, about the big hats? I have not got a chance to talk about the big hats, but I hear the big hats starting to do a lot of big numbers nowadays. And, um, okay. 
I might need to get some information about that, honestly. I'm, you should definitely talk to him like it's Shark Tank. Next time he's in, you should pitch him on the big hats and all that sort of stuff and get him in on the big hat game. I mean, he's Magic Johnson, for crying out loud. You know? Right. Well, you know, and you certainly maybe you should give one to your quarterback. I don't know if, you know, if you want to chime in on this front. We're, we're, we're a little bit confused here because Sam Howell, if he wants to be elite, Brian, needs to have elite quarterback hair. And I don't know what's going on here. Um, is this the way he looks all the time, Brian? Right there? <laughs> no? Is this the way he looks all the time, man, Sam Howell? Man, that's Sam, man. That's my guy, man. Hey, look, he ain't, he ain't the type of guy that sit up in the mirror and try to comb and pick out his hair and make sure he's looking all pretty, man. My guy want to come play ball, man. He put, it, put his hard hat on and go to work, man. Looks that's like, my guy. Looks like he rolled out of bed, Brian. I'm not going to – look, trust me, I'm not someone to talk – but I'm focused on this sort of thing about hair. And I'm like, I, I, I'd love to do that, by the way, is, is just to have that sort of head, you know. I, I'll take I'll take somebody who ro- who rolls out of bed and be ready to play, then roll out of bed and got to take 20, 30 minutes to do, fix their hair before they get ready. Okay. Sold. All right, Brian, uh, what a pleasure to chat with you. Uh, I appreciate the stories that you're sharing. Uh, but again, um, got to have it this weekend. I'm 0-2, the exact opposite of your team. Got to have it. Got to have it. And then I need you to tell the enemy that so you get the ball. Would you please? Yes. I'll keep it in the back of my mind. Uh, I'll make sure I run that by him in warm-ups. Okay. That's probably when, that probably when his best move during the warm-ups, so I can probably slip it on him. Okay. Like, Yo. How about this? Um, and, and you Do this or not. You score. You act like you're putting on a big hat. That way I know you're thinking of me. Brian, yep. you score just like that that sort of thing. I, I don't mean to mess with you. You do your thing because I need it. I need it. Okay, Brian? On Sunday. I got you. Okay. I keep, I keep that on mind. Yeah. Appreciate that. That's Brian Robinson Jr. What a pleasure to chat with you. Good luck to you against the Buffalo Bills and beyond. A member of the Washington Commanders and my fantasy team right here on the Rich Eisen Show. You take care of Brian Robinson Jr. What a delight. That's awesome. Let's go. <laughs> He'd rather have a guy who can roll out of bed and play quarterback like that than he's getting his hair ready. Yeah, why wouldn't you? And if you don't laugh, it's Nick Saban's material. Now, hold on a second. This is big. What would a Georgia Bulldog fan like Sarah Tiana say about that? Would she carp on Nick Saban Mm. because that's her default or Mm. as a comic? Right appreciate that how would she roll with that i have to ask her chris no no, this is like newlywed game pal i can't answer yes you can can't answer for it's sort Uh, of like that it's sort of like that line from seinfeld you know where watley was telling jewish jokes and wasn't jewish and the priest asks (laughs) jerry does that offend you as a jewish person he says no that offends me as a comedian i think so i think sarah would uh Revel at any opportunity to carp on uh, Nick Saban. Rather than respect the fact that this is my best material, I'd like a laugh. I don't think Nick's probably that funny, so he's oh, probably just trying wow. to use intimidation and uh, so football, the threat of playing time. You cannot even just sit there, potentially, and appreciate the stand-up comic's need for laughter. No. Okay. She's football hardcore. I didn't get a harumph out of you. Yeah. Hey. Drop and give me 20. (laughs) Harumph. 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 Okay. When you lose, I win. Thank you very much. (laughs) We'll take a break. Phone calls in my top five games of the weekend. Oh, it was a delight chatting with Brian Robinson Jr. I'm glad that he's on my fantasy team. I need it. This might not be the matchup, though. (laughs) I don't know. Matt Milano's coming downhill. That's next right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show on a fun Friday. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is 
unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed What's the most pissed off you made Nick Saban ever? Oh, when I took the sack second and 26 <laughs> in the national in championship. That game. <laughs> you mean the one that you immediately made up for with an amazing play yes, that puts you on the map? <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that, that sack? Yeah. Okay. That was the sack. So um, walk me through how that, uh, how, what he said to you, if you can, in a, in a certain way on a live yeah, well, radio I, TV broadcast. I mean, I could only see it on camera, you know, um, how mad he, he was. That was probably the most pissed off, though, I, I, I think he's ever been at me. He, 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 was, he was squeezing his headset so hard. <laughs> and then, um, you know, like, it was hard because the emotion was, like, so mad to so happy, you know, so fast for him. And, you know, we got into the locker room when everything settled down. I mean, he was still still the same coach, you know, yeah. he pulled me to the side. Like, what, what were you thinking, you know? Um, so like after, you won, after you won the game mm-hmm. and you picking confetti out of your hair, he still took a moment yeah, in that being, moment to revisit yeah. that sack. Yeah, being who he is, I mean, you know, he, he pulled me to the side. He said, you know, well, why did you take the sack? Right. You know, and I, I thought it was a good time to joke with him, you know, so I... <laughs> I mean, we we won the national championship, so I told him, I told him, well, you know, we we needed more room to throw the ball, coach. You know, and like he looked at me, and like I was laughing. He's like, that's not funny. <laughs> so, so I mean, I didn't know what else to do in that situation. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, coach. So I shook his hand, and he just moved on. I was like, oh. <laughs> like, oh man, that's amazing. I wow. love that story. Yeah. That made me my favorite story the whole week. So you just figured, yeah, hey. I was like, yeah, oh, maybe. Won it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thought it was a good time to joke, but it wasn't. Wow. Yeah, nope. It's never a good time, I guess, in that respect. Tua, back in the day. Check him out on all of our archive on our YouTube page. Back here on our Rich Eisen Show Roku channel. Stream along with the Rich Eisen Show radio network. Sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk. Furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or... Just stop by. We just had a fun chat with Brian Robinson Jr. of the Washington Commanders, formerly of the Alabama Crimson Tide. And uh, there was a, uh, a story that he told that led me to ask Chris Brockman a question in regards to what Sarah Tiana would think of it. And now she is joining us live on the Rich Eisen Show to speak for herself. Sarah, are you there? Rich, if you have to tell people it's a joke, it's not a joke. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me just let me just get this straight. Let me set this thing up. First of all, are you in the yeah. car with Cage? Is that happening? I am in the car in an In-N-Out drive-thru, and Cage is playing an electric guitar in the back seat. What is more American than that? I don't know. <laughs> wow. Can Cage hear me right now? That's what we need. He cannot hear you because I put my earpods in. Okay, good enough. He, wants, he keeps wanting the phone. Okay. So then, I guess I guess we need to make this quick then. So Brian Robinson Jr. says that Nick Saban likes to joke sometimes when he's feeling good, and that he gets upset if people don't laugh at his material. And I said, is it possible that Sarah Tiana, Georgia Bulldog fan, the biggest one that I know personally, would either um, 
want to carp on Saban because that's the default, or as a top-notch comic, appreciate the want for laughter. Sarah Tiana, what do you say? I think as, as, as both a Georgia Bulldogs fan and a comedian, I would harp on him because if you have to stare at people long enough until they laugh, it's probably not that funny. Hmm. What if it's a tough audience that's not used to laughing, right? What about that? <laughs> That they're not expecting like the joke to come. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, well done. we understand where your allegiances lie. <laughs> the joke is Alabama this year, huh? I thought it was George's uh, schedule, Sarah. I thought that oh, was the joke. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. Don't we all have just such hard schedules, Michigan fans? I know. <laughs> Hey, Bowling Green was a stout opponent. Don't you dare denigrate. We almost lost to Kent State last year. Okay. I I don't really have high hopes for Georgia this year. I think we're playing better every game, but, you know, a new quarterback is always tough to kind of break in. Okay, so you would would say if if, if the joke's not funny, it doesn't matter is what you're saying. I would say that you don't have to if, – if you – the moment you tell it, either people laugh or they don't. And if they don't laugh, probably not a good joke. Okay. Thank you, Sarah. Go back to being mother of the year. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Do you guys want anything from In-N-Out or – Oh. Yeah, let me get a double-double, Sarah. Double-double, yeah. no onions. Oh, my no gosh. Onions. What does Cage get? He gets a cheeseburger with ketchup. Damn straight he does. <laughs> he gets whatever I buy him. <laughs> hey, I'll get it and like it. You'll get that's, that's very Judge Smales right there. Okay. Smalling. Thank you, Sarah. You take right. care. Have See you, Sarah. Hey, Sarah Tiana, everybody. All right. That was very Judge Smales. There you go. <laughs> He's sitting back there playing his guitar. I want a cheeseburger. No, I want a hamburger. And here's want a the thing. <laughs> so she was, they were just out, and she bought him an electric guitar. She's going to be in San Diego performing all oh, weekend at the Comedy you Store. So if you're down there, go check her out at the La Jolla Comedy Store. But I'm home with the electric guitar all or weekend maybe now. maybe you should just be more attentive and like teach him how to play Stairway to Heaven. You know, <laughs> play him some of the hits and You're say, right. play that. You're right. Well, then, Wayne's World, no stairway. There so. we go. I could teach him how to play Smoke on the Water because it's the only thing I can right, play. Well, come on guitar, over. Let's go. Know. Zero three five. Zero right. three Party six at my house. Five. Let's go back to the phone lines. Nick in Ontario, Canada. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Nick? Hey, Rich. How are you? How are you? How are you guys doing? We're good, hey, man. What's up, bro? Um, it, it, again, it's an honor to talk to you guys. I called in a few weeks ago um, about the respect about my Falcons, but that's besides the point because mm-hmm. you're still not giving it to them. The last <laughs> quarterback we want is Daniel Jones, let me tell you. <laughs> hey, hold on a second. Nick, Nick, do you know what Arthur Smith could do with Daniel Jones? The same thing Nothing. he's doing with Ritter. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I thought Canadians were supposed to be less edgy. Okay. Don't get it twisted. I love Des. Okay. Let's go. Okay. We got a big game. Yes, and you I do. I got a question. Yes. Um, I've been looking forward to this game in Detroit for a while. I was at the last one uh, with the 10-second runoff, which was the craziest ending ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been invited, and I'm planning to play in a golf tournament uh, with a tee-off at 9 a.m. this Sunday. Now, a little caveat, I watch every Falcons game like you would watch Michigan-Ohio State. Okay. So, my conundrum is, do I try and watch it in the golf cart for probably an hour? The last tournament I was in was about a five and a half hour round. Oh, God. Um, So, do I watch it in the golf cart for an hour and then get home, knowing I'm probably going to get updates from whoever, or do I just let it? You know, play my golf round and uh, go home and catch up. Okay, so by the way, this is catch up right from kickoff. All right, so you're asking for help from RES Consulting. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Okay, that's right. Uh, Normally, we charge for this sort of uh, thing, but maple candy. We'll do it on the arm. We'll do it on the arm. How important is this golf tournament? Yeah, right. Great question. Uh, It's with a couple buddies that I've played in a few tournaments already this year. They. Did not have a fourth, so I reluctantly joined. Oh. And they know football is pretty much my religion, and none of them care about the sport, oh. uh, unfortunately, to oh, say at all. Dude. Oh, so watch dude. while you're playing. No, really dude, don't go. 
Oh, <laughs> don't consult. But he already committed to no, his friends. No, it's, it's too bad. They don't understand the, 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 the Atlanta made, Falcons. I've the Atlanta Falcons team. are across the bridge from this man. He's going to go to Michigan. It's it's how long of a drive? It's probably not very long if you're close to the border, right, Nick? Uh, it's it's five hours. Oh well, this is a commitment. To hell with these players and people. <laughs> yeah, but you I mean, you said you already paid your dues, right? So you're already financially I'm in, committed I'm in the to... tournament yeah so it's it's okay. do I watch in the golf cart yes. or do I wait no. and try and you go to the game Nick. Blank until I get home well, sports I, I'm giving you a third option you tell them no yeah, I'm going go to the, the game. game and you go because the Falcons <laughs> are honestly when the, the Falcons are yeah, in actually, Detroit I would do that and then 2-0 and Bijan Robinson's there you want to see him with your own two That'd eyes awesome yeah and you support. go to the game two tickets also on the arm coming Rich Sport. I'll wait for those um, Nick, I gotta go. We're up against a hard out. Hold on a second. No, but in all seriousness, Nick. Nick, seriously, man. I mean, come on. The, the Falcons are two and zero. Bijan needs your support. You know, your sports blackout Absolutely. isn't going to work. You're going to get updates from your friends. You're not well, going to be playing golf. Nobody wants you around in a golf cart looking at your phone anyway. You're halfway there. You need to fully commit in one way, and that is to go. I appreciate it. I'm also uh, hard to say for many Falcons fans. I'm five and zero when I'm at the game. Oh come oh, on! Come on There's two O's in Ontario, and you got three more in your back pocket. Come on! <laughs> Thanks for the call, Nick. That's Res Consulting. I'm sorry go. I took over that consulting yeah, session, guys. Oh no, yeah. Well. well, he went with a third option that wasn't considered. That's what we. That's but that's what yeah, we do. That was well done. That's what we do here. Yeah. At some point, guys, we're going to need to start. Charging Bringing, yeah, some no more pro bono our, yeah, to our business. Pro bono's got to go. I don't know. I mean, we can just have Jay Felly take over. He's running a real business right now. That's why he's got the nicest car in the lot, right? <laughs> I love when Susie's like, whose car is that? Which Jay Felly's like, what? Hey, yeah, what are you paying him? No offense. <laughs> no offense. None taken. Uh, Adam in Minnesota, you're here on the Rich Eisen. What's up, Adam? Uh, hi, Rich. How are you today? How are you, Adam? Uh, I'm good. My question for you is how, since you are in like the point zero 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 one percent of fantasy football players who actually get to talk to the football players, uh-huh. how does Rich Eisen, the interviewer, affect Rich Eisen, the fantasy football player? I don't think they're correlated, Adam. I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What, how do, when you, how, what, what's the effect? Give me the idea of what you think I can players. affect. What? Huh? When you're... When you're picking players for your fantasy football team, yes. do you ever consider, could I get this guy on no. the show? Would no. this make no. content for the show? No. Or do you just try to bar them off completely? Well, this was inspired by your last interview. Yes. I was just like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean... We we have chosen players, right, uh, for our fantasy, Chris, together, TJ, where we're like, that would be good for the show if we have that guy on yeah, together. We, yeah, we have done that before. But in the so-called league that I want to win more than anything else, uh-uh. No, this doesn't affect me at all, Adam. And think, how dare you call into my show and call into my professionalism into question like that? I'm not, I'm not calling out your professionalism. It's just an what interesting is, dichotomy. A question. You are like one of maybe, what, 20 to 30 fantasy football players who can actually talk to the players on a weekly basis. That's true, but I'm the only one who asks the best questions, Adam. I'm the only one who could get the best answers <laughs> for me, okay? So, yes, there is an I in Rich and Eisen, just like there's one in Minnesota. Well, just to back up Adam's point for a What's, second. What is his point? I don't get his point. Yeah, he's, he's just asking a question. He's just seeing if you influence. You did try to convince Sean Payton to give the ball to Alvin Kamara that is true. a little Factual. bit more. I know, Adam, he but he had never heard of the term vulturing before, yeah, ever. So... And, and then, that was a problem for me. And, and what, everyone else who had Alvin. Well, I also had him that By year. By the way, so I just, you were helping. I was helping you. You were helping. And help me help you, you is what I'm saying. Just saying. I don't know. Adam, I appreciate the call. Thank you. That was a fun question. <laughs> what happened after you told Sean Payton about vulturing? I what think he immediately scored He, he the next texted week. me. Yeah. He loved it to the point mm-hmm. where he texted me a, a cartoon drawing of a vulture, <laughs> which must have been the first image that popped up in his Google. What's a vulture? By the way, he texted you like not even Right away, like in the commercial break. It was no, super quick. He loved that. He had never heard the term <laughs> vulturing before. Which, by the way, I should say, in case he's out there, I have Javante Williams, too. Let's uh, get him going. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's let get him, get him going. Uh-oh. Let's get him going. They're going to be behind. On I got McCaffrey going. I don't even have to talk to Kyle about that. 12 straight games with a touchdown. 
By the way, I looked it up. It's not every game that he's been. Could you imagine if he had started his entire San Francisco 49ers career with a touchdown in every game to tie Jerry Rice's team record? But it's damn near close. I don't think he scored in his first game when he came in that, that like two days later when he was traded and it was oh, the right. Chiefs are out there. But he has scored in 12 straight games. Tying Jerry Rice's franchise record. Bananas. Um, you know, and you know who to thank for that? Brock Purdy. <laughs> I'm all in. Brock Purdy. <laughs> I am all in, guys. I mean, you could have handed the ball off to Christian McCaffrey. I know. No, I couldn't have. I'd have fallen down. Are you kidding me? Get out of here. All right. I need music, please. And I need um, the uh, graphical support for my top five most intriguing matchups of week number three. Hit it, please. High five. One, two, three, four, five. Rich's top five. I just hit me. Is that high five? Is that putty to start that drop? Yes, it is. It's pretty high five. All right, I like it. It it only took like 16 plays of those drops for me to finally figure that out. Well done, Hoskins and Smitch. Well done. Greatly appreciated. Here we go. Nick in Ontario, you better go. Because it's the number five matchup on my list of most intriguing matchups of week five. Falcons and Lions, let's go. I understand a lot of folks are like, okay, so what? Atlanta at Detroit. There, this is fun. This is fun. You got Bijan and Jameer Gibbs on the same field. These are the, the running backs chosen in the top 12 of a draft. Get out of here. When was the last time you had two rookies chosen in the top 12 of an NFL draft at the running back position playing one another in week three? It's a very small subset. I'll I, I, I gather to say it's, it's rarely happened. But the most important thing is the Lions coming off of that home loss to Seattle, losing two in a row at home after beating the Chiefs in their home to start the season, while the Falcons can go to 3-0, and heading off to London the following week. I mean, they're, they're going to be playing this game, and I'm, I don't know. Are they heading off to London right away? They're taking on Jacksonville. That would be a, a pretty big game to walk in at 3-0. and Or the Lions rebound and the Falcons lose their first, and it's a divisional, it's a uh, conference matchup. That this might be one of those uh, tie breaks at the end of the season if both of these teams play as well the rest of the way. That's number five. Number four. Steelers and Raiders. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is old school, isn't it? This is old school. And Back I saw the last matchup. I called the last matchup between these two teams when Pickett found Pickens in the end zone to end Derek Carr's Raiders career. Now here comes Jimmy Garoppolo and his home debut after two starts on the road. One in Denver with a win. One in Buffalo. They like to bury the tape on. And then Pickett coming in with the Steelers in Las Vegas, Nevada. I bet you there are a ton of people from Western PA that are playing blackjack right now. I mean, they are all there. They're yeah, all they're hanging out. They're at the pool. They're, they're at the pool. Oh, they're all over there. There are yinzers all over that they're, strip. They're drinking those yard. It is going to be a great. Fruity drinks. It is going to be a great crowd on Sunday night. And it's big. The winner of this game goes to two and one. This is another one of those tiebreakers, maybe for a wild card spot later on in the season. We're assuming could be a big win for the Steelers to bounce back with two straight wins after that home opener of a dud against the 49ers or Felly's Raiders win another one and just bury the tape from last week with a W in there. Jimmy G's home debut. Can't wait to see it. That's number four. Here's, number th- uh, here's them after. Oh, okay. sucking. Okay, very good. Uh, number three on this list. Wow. Loser goes to 0-3. Want to talk about stakes? Yikes, dude. Two playoff teams from last year starting to 0-3. And if, if you think Brandon Staley was snippy being asked about that hangover possibility possibility of losing the way that they lost in the playoffs last year and then losing the first two. He loses the first three. How's that going to taste? Kirk Cousins, Mr. Quarterback, Mr. Netflix, starting 0-3. Oh, my goodness. And all the conversation about what, what are the Vikings going to do? Why would they trade Dalvin Cook to the Jets? Is that where Kirk should be sent as well? I mean, this is a big game early window on Fox, Chargers, and Vikings. Let's go. Number two on this list. Let me tell you something. Speaking on behalf of this fan base, the concept of showing that their quarterback can win this game, snap a 14-game losing streak against this team, and send the Patriots and Bill Belichick to 0-3. This is the stuff that the Jets fans put underneath their pillows and hope the Tooth Fairy comes and leaves a big, fat $100 bill. 
that's what the Jets need to do this weekend? Or does Bill Belichick say, I own you? Woody Johnson doesn't own you. I do. That cocktail napkin I scrawled all those years ago, (laughs) that still has its magical powers. And Zach Wilson is absolutely the guy that played in 2022. He's not walking through that door like he did at BYU this week. Jets lose two in a row after that home opener. And it's just like, oh, if they didn't come back on the Bills, they'd be 0-3. This season's over. Oh, my goodness. Patriots, Jets. What a rivalry game in week number three. Didn't think this would be the circumstances, Chris, when we were carpeting each other no, back and forth, like, don't lose it. Same, same intensity, same intensity, intensity, intensity each other. Okay, it's Zach versus 0-2 Mac. Basically, the loser's going to tank after this. Oh, my this. God. Like, loser gets but, Caleb Williams. What a game. You both have lost your intensity since the beginning of the well, season. Well, for good reason, Mr. Cowboy. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, water skiing yeah, behind yeah, the Micah yeah, Yacht over there. Yeah. You pipe down. Look, I lost my quarterback. Number week. one. Yeah. Is the 2-0 versus 2-0 matchup on Monday Night Football? Eagles and Bucks. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can Baker Mayfield show the entire nation with Joe and Troy in the booth? And, you know, the rest of us watching? Unless we're breaking the fast here on the West Coast. Bucks versus the Eagles. (laughs) 2-0 versus (laughs) 2-0. Is it possible that Baker Mayfield plants the flag right there in Philadelphia where we're one of A.J. Brown said, everything's cool here. And then fans are like, what, what's happening? This is not the same Eagles team. They don't look like the right. team that won the NFC Championship last year. They're now 2-1. and one, Or are they 3-0 and oh and just say, okay, we're watering, we're fertilizing, pipe down. <laughs> Can't wait for that. That's the most intriguing matchup to me for week number five. You think we need one more? Okay. All right, we'll get one more. Let's do it. I'll do it. I'll say it. And I wrote this down before I fell in love with Brian Robinson Jr. in the big hat. Oh. Bills and Commanders, man. It's sneaky, man. It is, isn't it? It's sneaky for sure. Isn't it? Because it's going to be, there's, you know, that, that a tropical storm is coming through. Those yeah. games, there's going to be a lot of rain yeah, on Sunday. That's when Brian Robinson Jr. gets the ball. You got to think Washington can run the ball a little bit better yes, than Buffalo. They can. Like, is Josh Allen just going to be trying to jump over dudes? It's like, possible. And it's possible he tries to jump over dudes and then does so. (laughs) That's entirely possible. He does that, and he shows Sam Howell and the commanders how it's done, and it's not your time. It's still mine. I got it. Or John Dotson lets loose, and Sam Howell's making it around. And and Stephon Diggs, you know, the Terrapin back in the mid-Atlantic showing everybody that I'm home. You know, I kind of dig this game, guys. Bill's commanders on CBS potentially in the middle of what tropical cyclone 16 is uh the uh folks are who track these storms are calling it that's that's my top five most intriguing matchups of week three rich i thought we named the storm oh shag hennessy oh shag hennessy oh shag hennessy that's very churlish of you okay Fun uh, segments, guys. We'll wrap up this show uh, with some more of your phone calls. So the, uh, the phone callers have been uh, on it. On it. They've today. been great today. They've been on point. Keep it up. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. We're back yeah. with a finale, a Friday finale. That's what we're calling this segment. Like McCarthy calls his Friday uh, practices. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Oh my goodness, do we have everything, so much to talk about in the f- remaining minutes. minutes left. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. So much to talk about. 
Burrow, Rodgers. That, by the way, that's it. Could you imagine that's all I talk about is just names? <laughs> that's what I suddenly devolve into here as the host. Would the Roku channel just call me up and say, what, what happened to you? Where's the rest of the hey, sentence? Uh, uh, Rogers, Burrow. Burrow, Rogers. Where is A-A-Ron right now? Careful. We're going to get to that in a minute. <laughs> Where's <is A-A-Ron? laughs> just <laughs> Thank God. What, 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 what? I don't know why I'm getting more key and peel in my Instagram timeline. Because as uh, soon as or, you start or, looking at one or yeah, two. Is, it, is that what it is? It's just, the it is yeah. just, I'm so thankful and delighted by yeah. it. I don't mind getting all oh, the key my and peel God. in mind. I started getting landscaping videos. Oh, really? What's going on there? Because he looked up a... I, I, I watched one, and now I'm getting 50. Oh, is that right? Is that uh, some of the golf videos you're watching, too? Golf, yep. Yeah, yep. Yep, golf videos. Playing golf. Is that what it is? Lots of playing it golf. It really is weird. You look up one thing, and then you get nothing but these ads for that. Dude, it it's not time. just looking it up. Susie... Talking is, about it. Yes, talking, talking about, about it. it. And she's turned her microphone off, and it still pops through. Yeah. Like, I have Siri like, off you... on my phone for, like, the last three years. Yeah, but... I don't have my Siri on either. Doesn't matter though. It doesn't, right? Right. What's going on? I don't know. What in the Zuckerberg is going on? <laughs> so it is. Is he looking? Key and peel. Key and peel. Key and peel. And you're saying that, and then it's, it'll Watch, show up. Here it comes. It's going to pop okay. up in like an hour. My goodness gracious! Not that I'm complaining about. Key They're not. Peel. Not at all. You know what I mean? Present. <laughs> Timothy. Tim- present. <laughs> I showed that. To, I showed that one to my kids. They just loved it. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Blake. <laughs> Insubordinate <laughs> and churlish. You can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. To every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate stations digital platforms. You can stream Kevin Harlan. You can stream my, uh, Kurt Warner and yours truly. Every single weekend, uh, all season long for free. And get in the zone with AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. In a world world where your car needs fixing. All right. (laughs) I wonder if uh, AutoZone signed Hot Rod Fitton yet. We've got the latest from Cincinnati. Oh. Oh. Everybody get ready. It's lower... Extremity watch <laughs> for Joe Burrow. We've got, uh, what do we got? Him running? We got him walking first. Oh, let's walking. compare it from yesterday. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, let's see. No. I don't know. No, he looks man. better. He's going to look jersey. up. No, but this is better. This Holding looks better helmet. to me. Nobody in the background hugging it out. Oh, he's going up a hill. That's the way to show that you can handle it. I'm going up a hill. Or maybe the concrete Or maybe you did hard. that yesterday. We didn't see it. Look at him go. Yeah, two compression sleeves. No, but he's on. walking up a hill. Yeah, two guys. sleeves on today. Though. Guys, oh, he still guys. looked like he was, I don't know. He attacked that hill with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. I don't know. To man. use a Harbaugh phrase. Two more sleeves. By, by the way, very shaky video. <laughs> well, someone's, someone's phone. They're just doing this. So, But, but the, uh, the same thing yesterday. Like, same thing yesterday. If you're going to, I mean, uh, can we work with that? Can we work with that? Don't, should we hire our own film crews at all? This well, certainly. And go and get stock out Joe Burrow. And, and, his, and his calf. That'd be weird. <laughs> um, no, we got him throwing. <laughs> throwing. Let's see. What do we got? We got him throwing. Okay. All right. Well, he's no sleeve on. Oh, there is. That's him. Okay. Double sleeve. Well, this, this, Let's dropping back. The passes are always going to look crispy. All right. Well, that's a, okay. And he's looking. He's looking one way. He's looking the other way. Okay. Just a, oh, nice ball. Two-step drop. Dude, that's a guy who's playing. Here's a question I have for you, because I'm going to get it from my son. I'm going to get it from Cooper. Do you play him in fantasy? This is a Monday night situation. Do you let all of Sunday's day go by? Who's your backup? Depends on who your second QB is. Um, his backup is Pickett. If you have one. Mm. You might. Raiders defense, not good. So go with Pickett? Yeah, Because you just don't know. We, or you could pick up Goff. Goff. Yeah, let me explain pick something up Jake Browning. Dude, stop. Are you out of your mind? Jake Browning versus the Rams defense? Come on now. No. Come on now. If Jared Goff this is the last Rams game of the weekend. just got lit up by Brock Purdy? And... If Jared Goff is available in your league and you have a conundrum. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. Get that's that the one? Yeah. You'd go with that one? That's because it should be a high-scoring game. Great consulting. Detroit. And I appreciate it. Stuff. Uh, <laughs> Robert Sala said he wants Aaron Rodgers. He hopes to get him back. He's texted him. Everything's good. And he hopes to see him next week is what he said. Get him back in the building soon. Hope to see him next week. Issue is, is Rodgers 
went on Pat's show and said that he looked forward to getting back to the facility, but he'd like to be walking when he returns. Okay. I have not had, thank goodness, what uh, Aaron Rodgers has had. Um, but it strikes me that he's a long way from walking. Where are you, Aaron? Where- hey, Ron. Where are you? That's the question. <laughs> Where are you? Where are you? That's the question. Because again, uh, it's pronounced Aaron. Boy, I would want him there. I, I just at least, hopefully, he's zooming. I'm sure he's in touch with Zach because he told Pat that he texted um, Jordan Love after beating the uh, the Bears. That uh, what did he say? To, he told uh, Pat. Congrats for keeping the ownership in place. <laughs> that's amazing. So if he's if he's texting Jordan, then he's in contact with Zach. That's for darn sure. But um, let's go, A.A. Ron. How fast can he start walking? Let's see how speedy that bridge is. Um, let's go to Chad in Cincinnati. What's up, Chad? Hey, guys. How are you? What's on your mind? Oh, You're the last caller, I believe, so let's make it good, Chad. Here we oh, go. Oh, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it good. Two that's things. Um that comment about picking Kenny Pickett or Jordan Love, I mean, not Jordan Love, but Jared Goff, yeah. I would probably go Kenny Pickett because if you picked um, Jared Goff, you got to remember Atlanta holds the ball a lot. They almost had the ball 40 minutes last week. Okay. So less scoring opportunities for Jared Goff. That's point one. Yes. Point two. Um, Rich, what you said earlier about would you rather be in the Jets situation or the Giants, I, I, I go completely with what you said. I'd rather be Jets. You've got that defense. Zach Wilson will keep you in games. Okay. I'm going Jets. All right. And final point, higher register, biggest upset of the week. Cowboys are going down. TJ, you'll hear from me Monday morning. Well, Whoa. Chad, Chad, Whoa, Chad, Chad, you didn't you didn't do it higher register. You I mean, you're going to like, you got, Cowboys? You're right. We're going really hard this week, and <laughs> those Cowboys are going down. <laughs> Oh my God! Going down. Okay, here, thank Chad. you, Chad. Should we coach him up on how to go higher register? Uh, I, mean, I mean, the way to do it is like, hey, I mean, the Cardinals last two weeks. I mean, they've been pretty lucky. I mean, I mean, they almost won. Hey, I mean, they almost beat Washington and two and zero, and you know, they, they, they had the Giants really wanted them. I mean, see what I mean? Don't have digs. So That's the way it goes. No digs. They can throw a dig. Thirty-eight, thirty-eight, three. You don't. Thirty-eight to three. Thirty-eight, three. So, yeah, they're current. Average margin of victory is thirty. Mm-hmm. You go, you go above it. Yeah, they're plus sixty right now. Yeah, on on point differential. We do the math for you here as best we can. Yeah, it's we're thirty. Not math. You think they beat the Cardinals by thirty? I do not. Now this feels like twenty seven, thirteen, something like that. I think you win though. Thirty eight three. Well, all I know is the team that's leading my power rankings. Is in the clubhouse at three and zero. First three and zero team in the NFL. Yeah. Cowboys yeah. will be another. Who else is going to be another? Ravens. Dolphins. Ravens. Eagles. You think the Dolphins, huh? Eagles will beat the Bucks, huh? We'll talk about that Monday. Uh, I don't, Saints. I don't, Falcons. I don't How yet. many? They're going to have a whole bunch yet. of three and zero teams, huh? Not. Nah, I think Green Bay wins. I think Atlanta wins. Atlanta's three and zero. I don't know about that one. We'll see. Did the Bears have a shot? I mean, to do what? To, to beat the, the Chiefs <laughs> with zero point zero, dog. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, no, I'm not oh even going to go there. You just <laughs> broke glasses over there. You went so. <laughs> Thanks to Mike McCarthy, Brian Robinson Jr., and Bobby Wagner.